going to cry me a river, Dewan. I love this song. <laughs> I do too. Everyone, welcome to the podcast after the broadcast. We did indeed do it. We stayed in the studio to discuss affairs and infidelity with uh, Dewan Bennett. This is the 11th podcast after the broadcast. And uh, let me just give you a brief introduction. If you didn't hear the show prior, uh, Dewan Bennett is a licensed professional counselor with over 12 years of counseling experience from Vallejo, California. Dewan has two master's degrees, one in counseling and another in psychology. He is currently in the process of finishing up his PhD in clinical psychology. He is the owner of Healthy Life Interventions Counseling in Oklahoma City, uh, as well as his private practice here in Dallas, Texas, D. Bennett Counseling. Uh, Dewan believes that the key to mental and behavioral success is the ability to master one's self-awareness and emotional control. So we were talking live on the air just moments ago about affairs and infidelity. And uh, so we're continuing on. You brought up a great question about uh, this, this couple actually yes, that you yes. know that's a friend of a friend yes, of yours yes. <laughs> okay that is tell the story it's a great one so essentially I was sitting down uh, with I was at a, an event and I was sitting down with some family and some friends and a question was posed um, because one of the couples in the group um, they started their relationship an open relationship and then that continued into their marriage and they both agreed and they were fine with it but now that they have a kid um, the the wife doesn't want the open relationship to exist anymore and she feels as if it's cheating Mm -hmm. and so the question that I had was do you guys consider that cheating and I said no because that was the deal that she signed up for correct and so you can't change the deal uh, midway through the transaction. I mean, through the through the process, it's, a deal is a deal. It's hard, you know. You, the cards that you're dealt uh, once the relationship start, you, you know, you chose to play those cards, and now you want to you want to change the circumstances. It's 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 pretty hard for somebody to change something that they felt was accepted in their relationship. Well, and I think a lot of women do this because they want to catch the guy that they think is so hot, and yes. so they'll agree to anything. Yes, initially, you know, a threesome, whatever it is, open relationship. Uh, you know, hang it, swing them from the ceiling, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, and then once they have a baby, things change, you know. Right. And so this I, I, I personally, I hope that they work it out, but it doesn't sound like it because if this 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 gentleman is used to an open relationship, I don't see that ever changing. And it's not a healthy relationship to bring around children around that kind of environment based on friends that I know or people that I know that have been experienced to that kind of relationship. It's really unhealthy for the couple and the children. And it's really hard to get, like you said, somebody to change something that, you know, that has been such a uh, pivotal part of their relationship and their connection. You know, maybe that was the thing that kind of impressed the guy about his wife is like, hey, man. She's, oh, wow. She's so cool. She's so cool. She's She'll into let me the things sleep that with I'm anyone. Into. Right. Yeah. And, and hey, I love it. Why not be with her? And now that the situation now when I'm saying that things change, I believe that as we grow, we change. You know, sometimes the beliefs that we have at 2022 when we first meet are different at 35 and 40. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think those beliefs should be discussed 
before we start to feel like things need to be changed. When you start to kind of question it, that's when you have that conversation with your partner about, hey, you know, I'm starting to think some of the things that we do are not really good for our child. We're Mm going to raise a a, a daughter. You know, we want to make sure that we're bringing her into an environment where she understands and appreciates a sense of monogamy in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you think that open relationships are healthy for your mind? I don't think so. I think that, you know, there can be a lot of emotional um, issues with giving your body to someone and spending that time and investing a part of your life in someone. I don't necessarily think they're healthy. I do think that for some people, certain individuals, um, they struggle with uh, with monogamous relationships. And, you know, sometimes they look for things where they can be themselves within a relationship. And that's why they go to uh, open relationships or polyamorous relationships as well, which open relationship and polyamorous relationships are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we actually yeah, we talked, talked about, about that. that. Yes, we did. I one of the prior that. podcasts. Yes. Uh, I, I don't remember which one. I think it was like number three, three or maybe something. Uh-huh. something like that. But you know, um, yeah. I mean, people cheat. A lot of people cheat. You know, I said during the broadcast, and not because I'm goody two shoes. I just my parents. I, w- I had a very healthy example of two people that built a lifetime together and loved one another dearly. And um, you know, I'm sure that my my mother and my father, because they both had you know pretty good careers, um, came into in. in came uh, came into play, if you will, or um, into their world, other people that maybe tempted them at one time. Yes. But the love was so strong and the interaction, the friendship was so strong that I really do believe um, that neither one of them is, well, I know my mother didn't. Well, I think my mother didn't. I hope my mother didn't. But uh, but I think my father might have at one point. I heard, I heard it, uh, heard a rumor that my dad uh, might have had an affair. So... Think about it. So having an affair or cheating, infidelity, you know, those things are the ultimate betrayal. Yeah. In a, yeah, in a relationship. I agree. They're, they're the ultimate betrayal. And so the misconception is that only unhappy people cheat because what we see is and what I see in my practice is happy people cheat, too. It's more really? so. Yes. You see mm-hmm. a lot of couples that, you know, how could you be happy and cheat? I That doesn't that makes no sense to me whatsoever. And, and remember, I couldn't it, even imagine it. It goes back to what we kind of discussed or why people cheat. Right. We talked about the four different things. But remember, you can be happy with your partner, but unhappy with yourself. Right. So your oh, partner is giving, giving you everything you need. Well, everything it's never you want. about it's actually. And, you know, that's some yes. of the advice that they mm-hmm. give you uh, yeah. about when you're dealing with, uh, you know, infidelity or yes. an affair is that it, it's it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's really not your it's not your fault because it's really the other person's fault and their inability to be uh, to uh, to maintain integrity mm-hmm. and to be loyal but at the, the end ha- of the day. But the hard part about it is. People do take that personally and the trauma that's associated with cheating. I mean, remember, a lot of people get a sense in their relationships of pride, knowing that I'm the only one for you. Mm -hmm. I'm the one you spend your time with. I'm the one you tell your personal stories to. I'm the one that know your little idiosyncrasies. I'm the one who knows you. I'm the one you give everything to. But then to find out that there's someone else that's getting a part of what you feel Mm -hmm. is special to you. You, it's hard not to say that you're not going to question yourself about why. Like, well, it's what so about inter- me? It's not good enough. Well, yeah, and it interrupts your safety, yes. especially if there's yes. small children yes. involved. It, it makes you it makes you question your future mm-hmm. because of course. when you get married, it's essentially saying I trust my future with you. Yeah, but now that there's someone else in the picture, I'm uncertain about my tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really uncertain, and so I think that that's why you see a lot of people struggling in situations where um, there has been some some some. Dis- 
this deception and lying and cheating going on in, in the relationship. Well, you know, uh, I have a, a, a friend that says this about cheating. Uh, we've we've had the conversation many times, um, and just you know, you know, contemplating different people that we know and just situations. And she says that if someone cheats on you and you stay with them, there's no way that you're in it for the love. Mm-mm. Well, I, I, listen, I'll disagree because the research shows that majority of people that are in relationships and there was cheating involved, they stay. But they stay. Right. Maybe in desperate poverty situations where, you know, uh, the, the, you, you need both incomes or something like that, you know. And maybe that's why my parents, I mean, we weren't in poverty because, of, you know, the, the, but but do I think that that, had, that, that financial, pro, you know, had some, uh, you know, concerns have, had yes, something to do with them staying together? Of course it did, you know, uh, because we had, my parents had seven children, eight children, actually. And think- so... Yeah. Economics plays a role in everything, but also you got to really think about it. We talked about uh, earlier on the show about beliefs, and I think sometimes a lot of people make decisions in their marriage simply because the world has found out what's going on. They don't necessarily care that it's going on. I'm not saying they don't care. That's not the thing that will make them walk. Right. But once their friends and family find out, now they feel the pressure that they mm. have to walk. Well, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I could. I I know a couple of couples. Um, I, I I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, it's hard to talk about without I, I, without like disclosing. But I have to because this is live. You know, yes. <laughs> we're yes. recording this. You gotta watch what but we I, say online. But I know one one couple here in Dallas, um, and they're um, quite wealthy, mm-hmm. and she could care less if he cheats. All the time because she likes the lifestyle. She right. likes the money. Right. She could care less if he sleeps with a different woman every single she night as care. long as she gets to maintain that wonderful lifestyle. So remember, the shame the shame used to be with getting divorced. Now the shame is associated with staying in a relationship where you're unhappy. So well, it's yeah. changed because the sense of entitlement. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be mm-hmm. to, to, to get what I deserve in my relationship. So somebody comes to you and like, he's cheating. Well, why would you stay? Right. Where in the past, you know, it's like, why would you ever leave? Mm-hmm. So it's shifted. Wow, that's interesting. Um, you had a question you wanted to ask uh, before we went live or uh, before we started recording. What you, you want Man, okay. So um, I have a friend mm-hmm. who was in um, a serious relationship relationship for maybe nine to 12 months, you know, and, um, she, I guess, uh, their relationship (laughs) started going south and, um, she had suspicions of her partner cheating. Um, but she knew for a fact that she, the other partner did not cheat while they were together, but the suspicions leading up to their breakup, um, kind of like is what drove her away and what drove her to like be crazy about him cheating on her, even though he wasn't at the time. So uh, they break up, and within two to three weeks, he gets with the girls that she was suspicious of. Is I mean, that's not technically cheating, but the other guy came back around and wanted to go back to her and say, like, I'm sorry, I love you, um, here I am, I'm back. Like, I didn't cheat on you because I did it while we were broken up. Like, mm. Well, you got to think about it, though. If that person is, seems to be so accessible, what's the grooming process? Cheating doesn't always happen as an impulse thing. Cheating doesn't always happen when you want it to happen. Sometimes there's a grooming process associated right. with cheating. You, your husband never comes and brings you flowers. You, you talk about how much you love flowers all the time. You constantly ask him for flowers. I'm, I'm your office mate. I hear that you love flowers. Over time, I start giving you flowers. You deny them. You deny them. But eventually, on Valentine's Day, everybody has them. You don't get them. So you accept my flowers. Now you es- essentially start to accept my, my offers for lunch, for dinner after work. And before you know it, we're at a Motel 6 
and you, you've engaged <laughs> yeah. in a situation where yeah. not only did you cheat physically, but you cheated emotionally because you allowed that person in. And sometimes in those situations where you see one person in a relationship, the relationship ends September 1st, and by September 15th, they're in another relationship. Right. There had to have been some type of process in mm-hmm. which the grooming mm-hmm. started. Yeah. And that grooming is a violation to me of the emotional aspects of the relationship. There was nothing physical, but your emotions kind of started to shift from one person to another person. Yeah. Well, you know what's really interesting? And the millennials are, are starting to understand how the importance of, of you know, being in a good relationship yes. before you start having children. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be uh, the same parents that their parents were. So... Um, I was reading. Uh, I got Cosmopolitan in the mail yesterday, right. and it was an article on love and sex. Young ones, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It says, is everyone going to couples counseling without you? Uh, it says, more newly dating millennial twosomes are snuggling up on the therapist couches. Uh, and so if you're gunning for long-term love, this could be the smartest move you make. I couldn't agree more. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> one of the things that's, that you're starting to see with, with millennials is now... Therapy is becoming a thing. It's popular. If you watch all these shows, people are talking about my therapist. I have a therapist. You know, I'm going to go see my therapist today. It's not stigmatized anymore. Mm-hmm. So now you're seeing people, hey, they go in and they sit on the couch. My, I, have, I have couples that age range from, from 17 to 80. Right. Wow. And so you think about the age range in which you're dealing with emotional and physical issues within the relationship. You know, that shows that therapy is now becoming something that people gravitate towards and they appreciate and understand the value of it. Yeah, we've come a long way from when my brother uh, was schizophrenic, you know, back in the 70s. Um, And so it's saying here that many mental health issues and treatments are no longer taboo, uh, making therapy sound useful and normal Mm -hmm. because it is. Yes. I mean, it is. It's Life is a process. Relationships are a process. And it's amazing. I love my therapist. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do too. Robin Perry Braun. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, a shout out for her. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is all great stuff. And, you know, um, we have to end the podcast. I'm so sad. I'm going to go cry in the car. So we're going we're gonna to have to pick this up where we left it off, though, and do another one because I find this uh, a very interesting subject, and I think it's a, it's a critical subject for so many people. And it can go so on and on and on. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Definitely. Yeah, there's so many scenarios here. You know that we could that we could go into <laughs> and help people out, but always great. Thank always you so great. much Thank for you. staying Thank after you for the show. Me. Yeah, no problem. Anytime and recording this with us. Anytime. So, Tawan Bennett, you can find him. As I said, uh, he's the owner of Healthy Life Interventions Counseling in Oklahoma City, as well as his private practice here in Dallas, D Bennett Counseling. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Dewan, thank you. Diamond Aviana, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs> You did. I already know. I already know. I'm young, I'm uh-huh. Now there's just no chance. No chance. You and me. And don't it make you sad about it? So many.